This edition of The Standard is brought to you by the AXA Startup Angel Competition. I'm Sharma Dean Reed, founder and CEO of The Stack World, and I'm here to help you turn your business dream into reality. There are six chances to win the competition, including two top prizes of £25,000, mentoring from myself and leading UK founders, plus business insurance for a year, thanks to AXA. Go to standard.co.uk forward slash AXA Startup Angel for details on how to enter and complete your entry by the 2nd of June, 2024. Good luck. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. ES Audio. From the Evening Standard in London, I'm Mark Blunden, and this is The Leader. This week, we've already taken you on the first passenger journey on Crossrail, also known as the Elizabeth Line. But what else is going on beneath us in the capital? Well, London's new 15-mile, £4.2 billion east-to-west Thames Tideway Tunnel is due to open in 2025. That's cellist Rob Lewis playing 70 metres below London inside a massive bore of this new piece of infrastructure. But what is the new tunnel? And why do its supporters say it's so vitally needed? In a metal box about the size of a garden shed, dangling on a hook held by a crane, I was lowered down into a cavernous space at one of the super sewers riverside access shafts at Battersea to meet the tunnel's project manager, Ignacio Tognacini. The existing sewer, which was built back in the 1900s, uh, it's got a capacity for about 4 million people. At the moment in London there is about 8 million people, so which is double the size from what the design originally was was meant to be. With the existing drainage and sewage system, when there's heavy rains in London, sewage overflows into the Thames, polluting the water and killing marine life, which happens up to 60 times a year. The primary lining of the tunnel, which is basically made out of segments laid by the TBM, ensures that structurally the tunnel is going to resist any kind of event in the future. Uh, The second line as well provides some durability to, to the structure. So I would say that it's it's very unlikely that there is any sort of structural problem in the future. In today's episode, we'll be looking at the challenges of digging through London's damp clay while avoiding hundreds of years of other infrastructure projects and making sure these huge bores don't collapse in on themselves. Plus, we look at the secret stuff we're not told about. Martin Knights is a tunnelling engineer who chairs construction firm London Bridge Associates. Martin, what's the modern process for digging below? I was talking to people at the conference not long ago, and I said, you know, it's quite possible that in 80, 100 years' time, it could be extremely difficult to build a long, to plan a long linear tunnel, such as Crossrail, underneath London, because all the tunnelling that's taking place so far occupies what I would call near surface, i.e. up to about 
say, 100 feet below the surface. And that's already threading through obstructions or trying to keep in favourable geology. I mean, one of the things that is imperative for tunnelers is to make sure that you can use the best geology you can. And London clay, sticky though it is, is actually a perfect medium. The lower you go, you're getting into water-bearing, sandy, silty um, um, conditions. And for a metro, the deeper you go, the more your energy costs are when you're trying to get the escalators to work and um, bring people back up to surface. And there's safety and fire escape requirements where people it's mandatory that people should be able to get out of stations within a certain time. So the deeper you go, you're having operational and uh, safety issues with regards to evacuation. But the deepest tunnels that would have been done at the moment, at Tideway, if up in the direction of Abbey Mills, the tunnels there, the, the Lee Tunnel and the tunnel that's just been finished for Tideway from Chambers Wharf up to Abbey Mills is probably about 70 to yeah, 70, 75 metres deep at that point. So 240, 250 feet deep. How do you know what's going on down below? We're going to have a national database that will allow us to... Um, uh, see accurately, or to as accurate as we can possibly achieve, um, just where the various utilities and buried structures are so that we don't have accidents or um, obstructions which um, uh, you know impede construction work, particularly that that takes place at near surface. It's less concerning as far as the deep tunnels are concerned, except where you have your big stations and you have to do big boxes and for the construction of the station or for sinking shafts. But for near-surface construction foundations of large buildings, knowing where you're, uh, knowing where the obstructions are and the utilities are, um, I can say 30 years ago was um, not exactly a precise science. So what we're hoping to achieve with the initiative is to make sure that we've got an accurate record. Modern-day tunnelling in London is certainly, majority of it is done using tunnel boring machines where it's like a moving factory with not just the boring machine itself, but it's got like a sort of moving factory behind it in order to take the excavated muck away and to deliver the concrete segments which support the of the ground. Um, that doesn't mean to say nobody has any idea what, what the ground is. There are boreholes that have been sunk beforehand in order to look at the uh, the geology along the horizon of the uh, tunnel alignment. And, of course, there's a lot of records held by British Geological Society and um, uh, and other big owners of inf- underground infrastructure in London, such as London Underground, where there's a you know there's a lot of documented evidence about the changing geology in London. It's not just London clay. We have chalk at very deep levels, and we have um, uh, sandy and silty conditions as well. And of course, there's um, uh, water that we have to deal with too. And how about all the tunnels we aren't told about? There must be some off-limits infrastructure beneath our pavements. Many projects that I've worked on, their drawings will show some sort of shaded space and with a contact number. <laughs> and it's um, that information is held by, I can't remember the specific um, uh, ministry, but you have to contact them. They won't give you details of what it is, but what they'll say is, can you tell us what you're planning to do in the proximity you are within, you know, related to the shape of that we've just given you? But they won't tell you what it is. There are many tours you can do of London where there's supposed secret um, uh, tunnels or what I call or tunnels that have been forgotten about. Um, uh, so I, I can understand why the public are curious about it. 
Let's go to the ads. Stay there for more on the secrets lurking deep beneath London. Why not hit rate and follow in the meantime? Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hi, I'm Lawrence Delalio, host of the Evening Standard Rugby podcast, brought to you in partnership with QBE Business Insurance. The show is available to listen to now and right up to the end of the season when the winners of the Champions Cup will be crowned at Tottenham Hotspur Stadium and the fight for the Premiership title will be decided at Twickenham. QBE is one of the world's leading insurers and they will help your business build resilience through risk management and insurance solutions. Subscribe and download now wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening. Liz Reynolds is a tunnelling expert and urban planner working for Hackney-based Studio Tapestry and she's a former town planning advisor for Crossrail Central Stations. Liz, what do we know about early tunnels like the Brunel-built Thames Tunnel linking Wapping to Rotherhithe in the early 1800s? When the original Thames Tunnel was constructed, it was sort of one of the eight world wonders and people used to promenade through it and and of course you can still see the remnants of that part of it has been absorbed into the London underground network and the the, the head house, the vent shaft can, is also now an events venue at the um, Bazalgette Museum. And is there a good place to dig when you pick your tunnelling spots? There is no perfect location, whether it's for a new station. All of them will present their own challenges. You kind of broadly understand that you need to go from A to B, or in the case of Thames Tideway, there are certain outfall points that were critical to connect to because those were the ones that were releasing the largest amount of pollution into the Thames. But when you get down into a closer and closer um, scale, different challenges reveal themselves. Some of those might be the construction impacts of needing to use part of a public park for a construction site for the duration of the works. Some of them, in the case of the Square Mile, the Corporation of London, there might not be physical space on land um, and you look at scenarios like Blackfriars, Embankment, Albert, Foreshore, Victoria and Chelsea where tideways needed to create new land into the river. And the river itself is a busy and complicated place where you need to navigate with the Ports Authority and you also need to be mindful of the historic infrastructure that you also need to continue to protect. So Although Tideway had an advantage over other subsurface projects in that its alignment beneath the River Thames had fewer subsurface obstructions, there were challenges in constructing close to really iconic structures such as Tower Bridge and the concern, well, if you send a tunnel boring machine, granted at very deep depth below that bridge, could settlement impact its ability to function? Could it damage that historic building? And how do you protect against that and, and ensure against that? And in building this, what will be a lovely new public park um, at Blackfriars Embankment above all this vast heavy engineering equipment, how do you ensure that you're still protecting the original 
embankment wall constructed by Joseph Bazalgette to solve London's um, wastewater problems 200 years ago. And those technical challenges can influence the time it takes to deliver a project, um, the time it takes to gain consent, and the amount that it costs to build as well. And how do you work out what gets priority? In some places, it's quite a complex picture. If you think about Whenever there's even minor utility works in a street near your home, you'll see all the fluorescent markings on the ground to indicate the different services that lay below the streets. If you get into core areas of central London, where there are layers and layers of human history, what you'll find is a tangled web at the upper level of all sorts of utilities and services and fibre optic cables and wastewater pipes. You'll also find perhaps things that have been abandoned along the way, like a mail rail system that used to exist below the streets of London as an alternative to the, the busy streets above. The pneumatic railway system just simply stopped operating, but it's still physically there in terms of the space that it takes up. So whenever you're trying to deliver a new project, obviously you're you're navigating all all of that human history that's left. It's a little like the inverse of space junk in a way. There's more news in the Evening Standard newspaper and online at standard.co.uk. That's The Leader. We're back on Monday at 4pm. Hi, I'm Lawrence Delalio, host of the Evening Standard Rugby podcast, brought to you in partnership with QBE Business Insurance. The show is available to listen to now and right up to the end of the season when the winners of the Champions Cup will be crowned at Tottenham Hotspur Stadium and the fight for the Premiership title will be decided at Twickenham. QBE is one of the world's leading insurers, and they will help your business build resilience through risk management and insurance solutions. Subscribe and download now, wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. 